0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: The brain is our personal tool to keep us at our best and realize self-esteem
2: Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson, and I am your host here on Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Thank you all for joining in. I so appreciate that you follow this show. I appreciate that you find this show. I appreciate if you look up an archive, and I appreciate if you just stumble upon us. It's always a great thing. This is a great community, and we are building it. And today, we are in part two of the part two series. So it's good stuff. But if you did miss part one, you can look it up in archives and you want to listen to both parts because the two shows really do go together and they're really valuable when you do listen to both. But you listeners, you have built a strong community. And again, I really give you a lot of credit for that. These are people who want to collaborate, learn, grow, expand. Good for you. Facebook, Twitter, Google, radio listeners, I think we've got over 70,000 followers and more in different ways in this community. So, you know, what does that tell you? We're all joining something pretty powerful here. Facebook address, go ahead, like the page if you haven't, but check it out even if you have been there. That's just illuminating now, all one word. Twitter, it's at sign, illuminating now. And that is just off the hook. It is just gone crazy. Take a look at that. Qualityforlifecoaching.com. That's my website. Quality for life coaching. Four words, but there's no spaces or numbers there. And there's lots of stuff going on there, lots of changes, lots of activities. So it's worth taking a look. I certainly offer a free consult. If you'd like to talk to me about something, anything, the show, do you want to be on the show? Do you want to tell me what you want to hear? Hit me up. I'm available and I'd love to chat. Our guest, who I'm going to introduce in a couple minutes, that's Daniel Leo Richard. And he has a URL, www.peacecompass.org. And you will want to look him up. And you'll want to look up his website. Very, very cool. Today is part two of this two-part series. And you will want to stay tuned when you hear about this unique and special guest he is unique, and he is special, and he has, he's gifted and talented. Daniel Leo Richard is clairvoyant, and he's using this ability, this skill, these gifts to help many all over the world create lives that they are meant to lead and to live. So in the next hour, Daniel, this clairvoyant life coach, sacred activist, poet, and spiritual artist, he'll discuss inner peace. External peace, global peace, clairvoyant life coaching, you know, how do you see a way through life steps and discover a path of grace moving forward in your life? So, you know, I don't know what we'll have time for, but we want to touch on aura and spiritual growth readings, which, you know, we touched on a little last week as we did the clairvoyant life coaching. We're going to talk about modern day spirituality, urban spirituality, hopefully get to global meditations and the intention behind the peace compass, the, the actual logo. So there's a lot that he has to share, and it's just phenomenal, phenomenal information and phenomenal growth and learning for all of us. I want to read you a bit more of a bio. This is actually written by Daniel, and it includes some of his poetic skills. So I really wanted you to hear it, and I knew that you listeners would enjoy it. In a time long ago, long, long ago, there lived humanity and there was peace in the land. Then came who knows what, throwing our world into disharmony. Was it this? Was it that? It really does not matter. What matters is what is now at hand. A world in potential disrepair, seeking to find itself in the flicker of the crisp night air. Seeking peace, seeking love, seeking shelter, From the rough tyrant's glare. Where to turn. Where to go. The journey is unknown. Yet is still there. A light keeper comes forth. bearing their soul. A torch in the eclipse. Of the human hole. Walking along ever so bright. Showing a way. That was thought to be night. Show the way. Please gentle one. One carrying the light. That way pointing to the seeker's sight. Confused and unsure, asking again, where might I go? Where you travel, travel light. How you travel, travel bright. Bright and travel far, as far as your sight. Talented guy, Daniel Leo Richard. He has found his external expression of himself through his works Poetry, teaching meditation for over 10 years and leading global meditations for peace. Quoting him, there will be and is already starting a time when humanity will be as one to live and to love through peace, balance, and harmony. Life is sacred, life is beautiful. How great is just the words coming from this person and that he could touch our lives somehow. Daniel, being born with psychic abilities, has honed in on those. And he was a French-speaking child. He learned to apply these skills into day-to-day life. He was also trained in a clairvoyant spiritual practice, becoming a director for a spiritual center in Kelowna, Canada. Daniel's a very passionate and enthusiastic person. He strives to help people discover who they authentically are and offer tools and services to maintain that in their day-to-day life. So if you don't find him online, you can find him with the comfort of his spiritual and artistic family, continuously moving forward with ways that raise consciousness and the well-being of life, love, and peace on earth. Does it get any better than that? I mean, what are we all looking for, right? And here's this guy that is an activist and bringing this to us. So I just want to say... Daniel has made time for two weeks in a row, and here we are on the second week. Daniel, thank you so very much for making the time to be on this show.
3: Oh, and hello again, Lindsay. How are you this week?
2: I'm doing good. I'm really happy you're here. I really do appreciate it.
3: Oh, thank you. Nice to be here.
2: Daniel. Do you give your email? I know I gave your website. Do you want your email? Given I can give it if you want, and some people just want, you know, the website's enough because they can reach you. Anyway, would you prefer to stick with the website?
3: Uh, I'm comfortable with my email going out via voice. Yeah, daniel at peacecompass.org, and Daniel, regular spelling, and peace as in peace, compass, C-O-M-P-A-S-S.org.
2: Okay, so you guys got that. So his URL is just Compass. Two S's at the end, but it's all one word. So peacecompass.org. And his email is daniel at peacecompass.org. So you have ways to reach this man, and I would if I were you. There's lots of reasons too, and you're going to get to hear more of them as we go through this. So last week, we definitely did touch on some key, key questions. I mean, it's always interesting to understand as a child— How did you even know you were a clairvoyant? And then we talked about what is a clairvoyant. We talked about how you grew into adulthood. How did you make your way into using these skills and talents? And even in a coaching practice, you know, how do you use them with other people? How do you use them for yourself? We touched on aura and spiritual growth readings. I know we were getting tight on time. Talked about sacred activism. We could certainly go more into that if we want to. Spiritual activism, mystical activism. But that's what we did last week. There's a lot of focus on peace and and a lot of the other things I named. So we can go kind of anywhere we want. But let's start with inner peace because I feel like that is just so. That's you know I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone who doesn't want to find inner peace. Like, can you just define that as you would define it? What is inner peace?
3: Very simple. Clear mind, clear heart, happy life.
2: Love it. Clear mind. Say it again for the listeners. Clear mind.
3: Clear heart, happy
2: life. Love that. How simple and and how true. I mean, yeah, that. That really hones in on just exactly what we're all looking for. You know, I want to ask you again, just for anybody who hasn't caught the archive, I highly recommend you guys go back and grab that because there's so many things that put a foundation and a structure to who this man is and what being a clairvoyant is so that we can talk more about it. But go ahead and answer, you know, what is a clairvoyant? What does it even mean so that people who didn't catch that will understand
3: Clairvoyant just simply means clear seeing and it can be used in many different ways. The way I use it is to create a guide or compass for myself in my life and to get really clear about the decisions and the direction I take myself.
2: Okay and you talked about being able to work with clients um, you know from a coaching perspective and be able to really no matter what they say kind of filter through to hear what might be a limitation or something and give them some guidance and understand how to clear a limitation and, and take it even as an activist at a global level, you utilize it that way too, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I just wanted to bring a little bit of that back for those who might not understand that you have those skills and they're amazing. And um, okay. So inner peace, well, whatever it means to any of us, <laughs> I, think, I think we all want it. And we all say, oh, inner peace, man, that would just be good. I like your clear mind, clear heart, happy life. Oh my gosh, how could anyone argue with that? So, how does one discover and create their own unique sense of inner peace?
3: For me, what I see people when they get into a sense of or a clear sense of inner peace is that they live in a state of authenticity when they're out of balance, out of alignment, it's kind of like a cog in a wheel that's kind of clinking and clinking and clinking and it's just creating stress and stress and stress and stress. And when you have this flow where you're living authentically and you're coming together on that level, life just happens to flow organically. And when you're not in that state of authenticity, you make choice, you make what are called bad decisions and you create more stress for yourself. But when you're making honest, real, open, truthful choices, life gives that back to you.
2: So I think that's – it's so important, okay? Authentic living, authenticity. We did mention that last week a little bit. I know it is mentioned on this show a lot. I mean, I certainly – it's just, I'm, I'm a huge evangelist for this. So it's a word in my vocabulary that's used a lot because I don't use it because it's a fun word and I think it's, you know, catch all phrase. I, I, I think it's difficult. I know last week I mentioned that I think it takes some bravery or courage. So I'm really taking it seriously. In other words, I think that our extraneous circumstances are what sort of get in the way of authenticity and also some of our self-limiting beliefs. Like we have our stories that we, there are life stories, but somehow they're wired. And, you know, they tell us we can't have this or we don't deserve that or we shouldn't do this. And then the extraneous things I'm saying are we need to get a house, we need to get a car, we need to get a relationship, we need to have that person call us, we need to get back in touch with so-and-so. You know, there's a lot of things compartmentalized that we think we're supposed to be doing and we're not really connected to the heart or to our true belief system or to what really makes us feel. Do you find that? I mean, does that make sense to you what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, yeah, the stories that people tell themselves and basically stories are pastime experiences, something that's happened long ago. Um, you know, there's, you know, I've met certain people that they were in a really difficult relationship 10 years ago, and they're still reliving that story. And for the, the 10 years post that relationship, they're like, oh, I finally got out of it, but they're still telling them that story, themselves that story, and they're still living that story, even though it's, you know, 10 years ago. And so it's really important to learn how to let go of those stories and really be in this moment now. And that, that's what, from my perspective, clairvoyance is really about is really about being now being present being here and living you know passionately in this moment enthusiastically in this moment and this is you know if a candle is lit it's lit now it wasn't lit you know a couple hours ago it won't be lit in a couple hours from now or you don't know and it's really about where the action is right now. And that's, that's really, for me, it's about living life. And that's what clairvoyance is for me it's about really living life.
2: That's pretty precious. So I like hearing you say that. I think that, again, you know, at least when you start working with someone, and I find this with my clients, and I don't necessarily bring clairvoyance, but, you know, there's objections. But are you able to help people really delineate that? Are you able to help them see, you know, I know that happened to you or I know that you don't think you deserve this or I know that, you know, that's really part of a trauma that, you know, you keep on repeating. But, but inner peace, it can start right now. We can actually start that right now and we can, we can write a new story and we can put anything in the story we want. I mean, are you able to help them? you know, just really let go of something so they can start to infuse themselves with inner peace and design of a life that has inner peace.
3: Absolutely. I've helped many people with that to be able to just sort of hit the reset switch, clean the slate, whatever expression you want to use, and just really be here now. And I teach people tools how to do that so they're not sort of reliant on me. Like if they have a session with me, they have tools that they can take with themselves that. They can bring into their day-to-day lives, not just in a meditation practice, but in their eyes open, grocery shopping, interacting with friends' lives, and so that they can maintain that and be able to let go of those stories and bring their energy more and more and more into this moment now.
2: So that is just so fabulous. To you listeners, I just take a moment in the now to take a breath and to tell you, Daniel at PeaceCompass.org. You can reach this man. This is someone who can help you hit a reset switch. I don't know that many of us are living with inner peace and certainly not, not necessarily with a design that's going to get us to our potential. Now, on, you know, I don't know that Daniel promises that or not, but he increases your odds of liking your life better, feeling better, heading on a better road than you might be now. We beat ourselves up. We have a lot of inner critics going on, a lot of inner conflict. So I really just want to tell you, you know, this is not some esoteric individual that you got to hear on the radio and you have to play it a bunch of times and wonder who. You can actually contact him. You can actually go to peacecompass.org and look at his website. So I really wanted to stop right there because that's a very personal issue, inner peace. If we could have it, our whole world would change. If more of us would just put a little bit of energy into finding a way to have it. And here's this person offering you access to himself. So please, please take that seriously and think about it. If you're thinking right now of something you don't like in your life. Um, Again, this is someone who can work by phone with you and other ways as well. I did a phone session with him, was blown away. So really giving you my two cents on that. Okay, we're moving toward external peace because we're talking about inner peace. So what about external peace? What's that?
3: External peace. Well, we come back to inner peace again with external peace. And so the external peace is, you know, like family peace, community peace, um, those types of aspects. And I'll give you an example. It's happening in my community right now. And I live in an artisan house uh, in the city I live in. And basically we have these community dinners where people come here for heart-centered evening around socializing and community. And basically the intention is, to build the community in a heart-based level and people come here and they feel better about themselves they gain more confidence they you know all those types of things and they basically are happier with their community and then they take that with them out into the community outside of you know the home I live in or the property I live in and then Because they're happier, the community around them starts to reflect that and mirror that and match that. And so that's part of that kind of external piece. So the more kind of inner peace you have within yourself, the kind of confidence levels, um, sense of joy that you might have, um, you take that with you and it starts to develop in the community. It's really fascinating. Um, It started off as an experiment where I live, and now it's almost like a... uh, it's life now it's, it's not it's beyond the experiment now
2: <laughs> that's awesome, okay, so are you saying that you created this that you you yeah. created a community of some sort or launched this or did this where you live or moved somewhere but you you um you know initiated this
3: yeah, part I hit the research switch this uh, past summer, and for a few months now the there's been a number of artists who live in uh, the property I live on. And we've decided that we're going to host these um, community dinners where we invite local artisans, people who are passionate, people who are creating manifestors, people who are kind of wanting to be in that kind of zone that are feeling, you know, not so necessarily so good about life or they want to feel better about their lives. And then just come here and basically, you know, we let go of our worries and we come here and we're here to connect and be human, and, um, you know, we've lost a lot of our human intimacy. Um, you know, we got technology, which is, you know, all interconnected We connect with everyone all the time, but we've lost a lot of that human intimacy that we have, and what we're doing here is reconnect and recreating that human intimacy that's been lost for, you know, a few centuries now, to be honest.
2: And will this community grow, or is this... Yeah.
3: It's growing. It's growing very, very, very fast. People are craving it, and um, and it, it's starting to grow on a global level as well. People are starting to create their own um, community parties as well where it's a heart-centered-based dynamic. There's no sort of esoteric thing about it. It's just about being you know, heart-based, human-based, connecting, you know, we're all humans, we're living life, we're here, life exists, all that kind of stuff. And it's really about just coming together and uniting. It's it's really cool.
2: It sounds amazing. Again, I'm guessing listeners are thinking that would be so great. Does having to make a living play into this? I mean, I'm guessing you're an artist and there's a lot of ways you could if you're, you know, if you're doing things. But I feel like that's At least in America and our society, when I talk about those extraneous, you know, compartmentalized boxes that we have to check them all or climb into one of them, um, you know, we get trained. We'll never get a house. We'll never get a car. We'll never get a relationship. We'll we'll never get these things if we don't, you know, do these other things. So are you able to to relax into, you know, your passion and people aren't? Go ahead.
3: I, I, What I do for a living, I've been doing for, solidly for 10 years now, and I have, I'm very passionate about it. And uh, for listeners out there, I really encourage you to find what you love and do that as part of your living, uh, your expression, your uniqueness. Is what's going to change the world. And if you feel closed down and shut down, or afraid that you won't make money, money um, I teach meditation for a living. That that's one of the things I do. I do clairvoyant life coaching for a living. And you know, there's a lot of people. Oh, you can't make money off it, and all that sort of stuff. And that that's completely false. Those are all kind of illusions and fears and all that stuff. And when you're really passionate about something, when you really connect with something. People are there for you. They're there with you. And they're going to support you on your journey. And, you know, the courage is there in, within you. Find it and do it. That, that would be my encouragement for you.
2: I love that. I, I could not agree with you more. And, um, and I certainly evangelize that as well. And it, it is a hard thing to break through for folks. But I just, you know, most people are not happy in their, quote, jobs and um i just could not evangelize more no 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 don't worry about the money don't worry about which college degree you get you know do what you love do what you love and what becomes addictive to the world is that you're happy and you're joyous and you're you're living authentically and then people want you and and you know it just through osmosis it just becomes a happy wealthy life wealthy not just in money it's in friendships it's in joy it's in true health, because you actually like your life. So I, um, I love that you just pitched that and you're somebody who's doing it again. It's it's really credible to listen to someone who's you know not just you're reading a book or something, but you're here saying, I mean, this is your passion. You're helping the world. You're helping at a global level, at an individual level, and making such a tremendous difference. And you're here to tell everybody, stop and think about what you love and see if there's any way to try to make it what you do because, ironically, it may be the antithesis of what you think, meaning you're working hard you're making some money and you hate your life. And, you know, there's just there's nothing to be gained from that. So we have a lot to talk about. We need to go to break. We're going to have to really um, hone in. There's just so much great, great stuff to talk about here. We do have our guest, Daniel Leo Richard, and he can be reached at daniel at peacecompass.org. That's his email. You can write him personally and see about having a session with him. You can do it personally on the phone, whatever. And you can certainly learn more about him. You're on Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. And so, besides reaching Daniel, you know, I'm available also for a Skype, for something you want to talk about on the show, something you like that you heard. So Lindsay Levinson and qualityforlifecoaching.com also if you'd like to hit me up. Stay tuned. Good stuff coming up. End of the Part 2 series, so it gets good.
1: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
4: Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's linzi I two four four at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now.
2: Hi, this is Lindsay Levinson. I am your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. And we are back. And we always are grateful when you come back or you stay tuned. So thanks for staying tuned. This has been a two-part series. If you did miss part one last week, go back because everything's archived and you can hear it. And there's a lot of context and a lot of structure sort of laid down for us talking about this clairvoyant guest of ours today. So you kind of want to hear the basics of his childhood and clairvoyant and what does it mean and how did he get the skills and talents and gifts that he has. So I really encourage you to listen to the archive. We have talked about a lot of things. We are coming back from break with Daniel Leo Richard. His URL for the website, www.peacecompass.com. All one word. Compass has two S's on the end, in case you didn't know. It's all one word, peacecompass.org. Take that down. And if you want to write to Daniel, he has given his email. And I would, if I were you, (laughs) daniel at peacecompass.org. Really valuable guy to know, can do readings for you, can help you get unlocked and remove some limitations that you might have going on in your life. And I'm not sure there's one of us listening out here that doesn't have something in our life that might be a little bit of a block to a better way. So this is a good guy to know and a good guy to contact. I personally contacted him, and that's how he ended up on the show because of how credible and helpful he was. Okay, we're talking about inner peace. He explained that. What is it? He said clear mind, clear heart happy life. Love it. He couldn't have said it more simply and more beautifully. We talked about external peace and he gave some examples of how he's created community that allows for that. So we're going to move into one thing that I would have loved to touch on last week. And, you know, cause it's a huge piece of who he is. Um, and even if you listen to the bio in the beginning of this show or last week, um, there's some poetry in that biography, and it's unique because Daniel put that out there. But I'd like to talk about that part of him. He is a poet. And um, so, Daniel, you know, let's just start with how long have you been writing poetry? Like what age did you even start writing poetry?
3: My first poem, the, it was in front of an audience at school. I was probably 11. I don't know, it was like grade six so however old i was in grade six i think that's about 10 or 11 um and it was for um kind of i guess it's veterans day out there and it's remembrance day up here in canada and um so yeah that was way 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 back then
2: so it it comes naturally to you i mean does poetry sort of flow out of you in different ways about different things
3: Yeah, I I use writing and poetry. If I'm feeling stuck or I'm feeling unclear about something, I just sort of let myself express through words. It's kind of like painting or uh, how some people might go for a jog to burn off some steam or something like that. I I write poetry.
2: What a beautiful talent. Um, Again, there's been a lot of bios read on this show and nobody's incorporated anything like that, you know, so that talent just flies right out of you in your way of introducing yourself, and what a great thing. So what what style, is there a certain style that you would classify yourself as?
3: I write poetry, that's my style.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anything goes, anything goes. Okay, can you share a poem? I, I would love you to share something with us so our listeners could hear something.
3: Please. Um, So we're doing themes, we're doing inner inner peace, external peace, global peace. So I'll just add this as sort of my global peace um, poetry.
2: Nice. Um,
3: And this one's called Life is Sacred, Life is Beautiful, Mystical Activism. In a world where love is present, in a society that craves deep care and courage, it comes to be that we stand on the edge of humanity in this grand, grand moment. We're at a crossroads facing a brick wall, a brick wall built by all of our decisions and choices, not just one of us, but all of us. The closer we get, it gets more and more tall. We have one way screaming, life is based in economics, yet another,
2: money is the root of all
3: evil. While we argue, the wall grows in gastronomics, or home, or earth, or air, or water, even as devastating as things seem and are procrastination continues sinking us down farther and farther. Life is sacred. Life is beautiful. The sacred act of mystical activism, seeking and fulfilling one's heart's pull. We live in a time where miracles are true, even as we face mass upon mass devastation. When we pull together, there's no holding back what we can do. Imagine this, countless upon countless peoples uniting, singing praying drumming meditating and celebrating it is within reach it is near and inviting masses of peoples from all reaches of the globe standing tall and determined to prevail talking and communicating radiantly with a joyous glow as spiritual beings experiencing the physical world we are hardwired for this moment in history bringing all the pieces of the puzzle into a whole we are here together Knowing major healthy change needs to take place, unclear how it all comes into being. Rest assured, though, your deepest spiritual intent is ready and will forward together in grace. In the action of mystical activism, you step forward claiming your authenticity. It is this step that breaks the schisms. Each person taking a step forward, only doing what is genuinely true, in turn creating a peaceful, calm, and balanced world. Mystical activism, genuinely living your life in present reality, claiming your intent of having your full life, allows that to already be through that simplicity. My heart yearns for Mother Earth's well-being, the tragedy that is upon us we all feel the hurt. Giving and sending healing and peaceful energies to her is yet all very free. My heart yearns for the world to be whole and peaceful. We need to heal and allow our wounds to release. We are now starting the journey together, very heartful. This is a spiritual renaissance, a spiritual revolution. We must simply claim it, own it, and let it be free. It is our consciousness in evolution. To paint a picture of that change, be aware of the grind in day-to-day living. Alarm clocks, 9 to 5, competing to outdo, and then at the end of the day, completely disengaged. Functioning in a world that is ill, trying to squeeze ourselves into that mold, peer pressure, deadlines, shackled into our existence with no spiritual free will. Trapped in a society with ample personal and ego free will, as long as you stay in those bounds, mentalities, fears, and pressures will control you. The valence we live in to break through takes great, great skill. So conditioned from birth to death with no other stance that this is the way of life, no time for other thoughts to really look at life, the sacred space as existence. A question mark with the sheer simple reality that we each exist. How precious that is and mystical it makes us. then why the rat race do we insist? We are running out of time and space, and most of us are disconnected from how sacred it is to be alive. It is imperative, not only a thought, but imperative that we realize our truest, highest place. Again, I ask a question. Not how do we get out of this. But a question of do you love yourself earth and humanity enough enough to bring in back the vibration of spiritual bliss we exist for far more than our conditioning we exist how magical sacred and beautiful we exist creation the universe god whatever word you call it exists how magical sacred and beautiful we exist regardless of whatever word or label you use This mysterious, mystical, active, sacred, and beautiful quality is the essence of all that is. Life is sacred. Life is beautiful. Mystical activism. So that's my poetry for global peace.
2: Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So that's that's just, that's talent all over the place. And what I... First of all, the poem is just beautiful. Um, the poem is moving. I actually got a visceral response. I don't know about you listeners. Um, it moved me in many ways. And I think that what, what was so, I, maybe profound is the right word, but you know what really got this visceral feeling to go on for me, you're writing... This truth, you're writing about what is real. I mean, talk about authenticity. Like you're writing the authentic reality of what is happening and what you yearn for and what can be done or not. You know, you're, you're not at some esoteric level just sort of writing with beautiful words. You're actually writing, you know, the, it's, it's so inspirational because people could listen to it and want to change something in the world by listening to a poem like that.
3: Wow. Thank you.
2: So you know that about yourself, right? Like that's what you do then. So your style, I don't know if all your poems are like that, but is that your style? Like you're, you're in the here and now, like you're writing about what's happening in this amazing poetic way that can move people because it is so, alluring to listen to beautiful poetry and yet there's a lot to be learned and to be understood and maybe even you know led by listening to a poem like that
0: cool
3: yeah that that was part of the intention and i'm I'm glad that came across
2: that was amazing that that was amazing i i'm I assumed you were a great poet, but really, honestly, had no idea what I was about to hear. So that was just phenomenal. Um, So now, are these poems on your website? Like, can people go see your poetry on your website?
3: Yeah, I am a a poet blogger. So (laughs) I post a number of my poems on my website. And you can go to my website, um, subscribe to my email list. And you will receive my poems um, right to your inbox. Um, usually about two or three a week.
2: Nice. Now, are you publishing these? Is that your intention down the road? Some book of poetry, or is this just you that's know? my
3: secret? You you tapped into my secret. I'm actually gonna. What I'm hoping to do is, I have all these poems from since I was a little kid, and they're themed through. You know, they're they're personally themed. And so you get this block of, you know, teenage year life stuff and then early adult life stuff and so forth. And so what I want to do is compile the poems into a book and actually have a story or a a book that's actually written in poetry, which is sort of really new. And, um, you know, there's books on poetry where you have these different, you know, poems in a book and then you have books that are narrated in first person and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. What I actually want to do is write a whole book in poetry and, and verse. And so it actually gives a story through the whole book. So that, that's my next project here.
2: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I tapped into your secret. Maybe I'm clairvoyant. Who knows? Oh, my well, gosh. I could see last, that. But, what?
3: Uh, you asked about how does one have clear scene And I clearly see you have it. Like you were listening to me, to my poem, and and you were witnessing it, you were watching it, you had a visceral response. All those aspects are clear seeing aspects. And so it's not about, you know, the special thing, I can see auras or I can see this or whatever. It's you, You were just doing it. And when people get out of their heads and are present and just really, you know, fully here now, they're aware of life. They're aware of things, and that for me is genuine, clear seeing.
2: That's really interesting, and I love the way that you can sort of dissect it at that level, so somebody can understand. And it goes back to awareness and intention and being in the now, like not getting distracted. But like, because there were so many things, so many lines you read, and I, I, you know, I was just. You know, it's really cognizant of wow, like that's just something he evangelized. Wow, that's that's absolutely what he believes in. You know, I I was just so shocked at how you tied that all in, and yet it was beautiful poetry, um, but had such purpose in its message, which could again be a really strong form of leadership, um, because people can respond to different ways of hearing things and wanting to. You know, change the world, change themselves, have a good life, whatever these things are. So, yeah, that I'm I'm really glad you read that. That's was really um an amazing amazing experience. Now, so I mean, you're one of those people that <laughs> I'm really envious of you. You know, so you have all these talents. Okay, so spiritual art. That's combination of words is kind of interesting. Um, what is spiritual art?
3: Spiritual art. Um... Well, art to begin with—if you label it—if you label an artist as an artist, they'll probably like, "Hey, yeah, 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 yeah I'm not an artist," you know. They, they, they like, <laughs> but spiritual art just to kind of help viewers um, have an understanding of spiritual art and how I define art. Um, if you go into a, a space like a cafe or, uh, say, a really, really hustle and bustle cafe, in contrast to someone's intimate home. And if you you compare the two spaces, they have different atmospheres or different, what I call, energy sets in those spaces. And so in those two different spaces, what I do is I help transform the energy set or the atmosphere of those spaces. So I actually paint what's called the psychic energy of those spaces. So in terms of the cafe, I could actually bring that intimate feeling from that kind of living room, someone's living room, into that cafe space. I can actually... That's how I paint. That's how I do art is I actually can change energy sets and from going from the hustle crazy cafe and still being very busy, but I can bring it sort of a certain canvas to that space where it feels like you're in someone's living room or comfortable space rather than it just being crazy and chaotic. That That's an example of one of my art forms I do.
2: Wow. That's, pr- that's pretty cool. And do people can- – Do people know what that is? You know, are you explaining to people? Hey, yeah, yeah, you're telling people what that piece is about?
3: Yeah, yeah, and I tell them about it, and I have people who come in or ask me to come into their businesses or their homes and and do just that. Um, And and basically what I do is I clear out energy sets. Sometimes, you know, just really kind of more extreme stuff, but I've had people contact me and like. Ah, I got this ghost who lives in my house and they're not, they're not leaving me alone. And like, you know, that <laughs> kind of panic attack or, uh, and it's like, oh, and reassure them it's okay, you know, okay, I'll come in and, and um, you know, I help clear out the space so that it's a safe, like my main priority in these contexts is that the energy's safe. And then once the energy's safe, I work with, you know, playfulness and, you know, creativity and like having those types of qualities in that space as well.
2: Wow. Wow. So it's got a spectrum. It's got a spectrum of what can be done and what you might use it for. So, you know, we talk about internal or inner peace. We talk about external global peace. I mean, it certainly has been mentioned. I don't know if you want to say any more. I mean, is it possible? Do you, you know how do you define it for yourself? Global peace?
3: Global peace, uh, from my perspective, how it's going to happen is on an individual level and with a, a large number of individuals, I don't know if individual is the right word, but all the different pres- presences on the planet coming into a state of inner peace. So if you have a collective of uh, beings, people, humanity in a state of inner peace within themselves, that builds and forms and grows. And you can see it um, not necessarily in an inner peace context, but just to kind of give you an example, like say you're in a factory and there's you know a couple hundred workers there and one person's really grumpy and all of a sudden the people beside them will be really grumpy and then that kind of ripple affects, and then everybody in the whole factory is just really like, I can't stand, I hate my job, and it gets really kind of out of sorts. And it's kind of like how there there's a collective of people there that are setting the tone and then they go home into their families feeling like that. And then, you know, their family members have conversations with people and, they, you know, that bitterness and resentment grows. Whereas if you, when people start to become more conscious and directed and guided within themselves for a state of inner peace, you know, I mentioned that clear mind, clear heart aspect earlier, then they, they broadcast that, so to speak. In that factory setting, you know, if they're happy and they have a clear mind and a clear heart, the people around them are going to start to be like that as well. And then that kind of grows And that whole factory of people, they're feeling like that. And then they go home, they interact with their family members. Could you imagine the difference between, I feel good about my job, I had a good day at work today, and then contrast to, I'm really grumpy, I'm going to take this out on you tonight when I get home. You know, like how, you know, all those little decisions and unique people across the planet, how that simple aspect where people take responsibility for their well-being, how that's going to have a massive impact. And then when you do it on a global scale and like a synergized moment where people are coming together at the same time, there's actually documented studies with this with people meditating or praying together that actually can decrease crime rates and terrorism rates. And if you get large enough groups of people uh, and who are regularly coming together in those types of spaces, whether it's ceremony or prayer or meditation or something other, just simply intentions, you get the synergy that happens and you start to build a new foundation on the planet. So the foundation right now, from my perspective as a Canadian watching the U S is you look at the media, there's a lot of fear based, um, as the foundation of what's happening there. It's very fear based. You can certainly say it's not love based in the media. Yeah. And so whatever you, dynamic you want to call it, that's happening there. But for me it, 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 like that's the foundation that's there and so it's really about changing that foundation so that we have a stable foundation it's like when you go home at night you know your family is there and they can reassure you if you have a healthy family in that regard and when you have a like a stable humanity you can feel reassured in it right now you know a lot of people don't feel reassured you're like oh, there's this terrorism thing that's going to blow up. You know, you don't feel reassured about the safety on the planet of humanity right now. You feel really – a lot of people feel really stressed. Right. They don't feel reassured. So if we can create and develop this canvas, this foundation of people who are kind of beacons of inner peace and start to really develop that and hone that, that, that's, from my perspective, how it's going to happen. We need to build that reassuring – you know, healthy family vibe, so to speak, on planet Earth. And once we get that reassuring vibe happening, then we can build from that. We get, we need to form a really solid foundation. We don't have that right now as a human family.
2: Well, I love that. And I, you know, we need leaders and we need people to affect change. And I, you know, no, I mean, peacecompass.org. I mean, it's just what a great name and what a great thing to stand for. And I wish we had more time and I wish we didn't have to close the show. And, oh, my gosh, two weeks have gone by. There's so much more I want to talk to you about. I have to say thank you and kind of move to the close. Um, We, you know, I'm so thankful that you shared some poetry. I love what you just talked about um, at a global level and, you know, you starting peacecompass.org, so that's just huge. And and thank you so much for being on the show for the last two weeks, Daniel. It's been amazing. I really appreciate it.
3: Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the invitation and contacting me for session. Uh, gosh, that was a couple months ago now. Uh, a few months ago, um, yeah, it's been fantastic. And it's thank been you.
2: great. It's been great. So I want you guys to take it down, peacecompass.org. It's all one word. It's spelled with two S's at the end of compass. And you can also contact Daniel, Daniel at peacecompass, one word, dot org. So you will want to do that because I did. That's how I found him. I had a reading with him over the phone. So I want to just keep evangelizing that because I'm – picky and I find great people and passionate people and skilled people and gifted people. And what would I want to do with those people if I crossed their path? I'd want to share them with you guys. Today, we talked about peace, so many kinds of peace. We all strive for it, but do we even really understand it or how to get it? Do we know what it really means to us individual or individually or, you know, people next to us? I mean, how to integrate it so it can become something bigger. Inner peace, external peace, global peace. We got into clairvoyant life coaching, of course, last week, a little bit of this week. Really fascinating. Auras, spiritual growth. There's so much that Daniel brought to us in explaining this. And intention matters. And we certainly got to listen to Daniel offer up some poetry. He is a poet, very talented. But, oh, my gosh go to that website and submit your your email you know get get access to these poems because they're inspirational and they are really powerful in being in the now and giving you information actually through the poem that is so alluring and so mesmerizing and yet so informative how great is that so this is all powerful subject matter and Daniel Leo Richard I mean, he's skilled. I don't have to tell you that. He's gifted. He's passionate. He's contributing to a more peaceful world for each individual and for everyone to find their peace and joy. Lindsay's life secret. Okay, here it is. We are lucky to be able to share wisdom with each other and anyone that's special or talented or gifted. We're lucky to learn from one another. We can only grow. We can only become more expansive when we consider interesting information that we never knew, and we learn more about what we seem to always be curious about if we listen closely. I'm really interested in all this and all that Daniel has brought and shared with us. I did call him for a personal reading. I was blown away with that. I knew then that I would invite him onto the show so you listeners could have a taste of this and make your own decision. I do think you should contact him. I have given you the address. You can do anything you want. Every week, whatever you want to do with your time, choosing this show matters to me. It matters to me that you take the time and this is what you choose to do. Please contact him, Daniel, at PeaceCompass.org or just visit the website or both. But I feel very grateful. And go ahead and grab the archive from last week as well so you hear both. But it's been great to have Daniel on. This is Illuminating Now. Lindsay's Life Secrets. I am your host. Daniel Leo Richard has been our guest. And I just hope that you have a purposeful and memorable week. Thanks.
1: Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.